0: Too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalmacom Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalmacom Therapy30. Let's get it. All football, all the time.
1: You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Sherparks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, December 12th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it helps the show grow. Hit that auto-download button. You'll get all the episodes first. And if you leave a five-star review with your best take, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. All right. I want to get into this past weekend of NFL football. A lot of really good games, a lot of close games, uh, a lot of bad teams keeping things surprisingly close, which created some uh, some exciting endings. You look at Kansas City. That was a close game. The Jets put up a bit of a fight somewhat. Um, and then obviously the San Francisco game, I'm sorry, the uh, Los Angeles game on Sunday night uh, against Miami was a good one as well. So a good weekend of football, but now that it's mid-December, there's about a month left in the season. Time to look at who the best teams in the NFL are. I mean, I'm going to try, probably try to start doing this weekly on Monday. and Just say where I think things stand heading into the playoffs. Who I view as a Super Bowl favorite. Who I view as the top five teams in the NFL overall. So let's get right into it. And I'm going to start with number five. To me, the fifth best team in the NFL right now is the Dallas Cowboys. They're 10-3. and three. Now, I'll say this. They barely beat the Texans. And on the surface, you look at that and you go... That's a concern. They're not playing well. The Texans are trash. They should have won that game comfortably. And though all those things are true. They should not be competitive with the Texans this late in the season. Not when they need that game so bad and the Texans are basically pay- playing for a draft pick at this point. So the fact that the Texans got the early lead, the fact that they took the lead multiple times, the fact that really the Dal- Dallas Cowboys were a fourth down conversion in the red zone away from losing this game. Of course, Dallas, you know, that's a poor performance from them. But I also think that in a long season, there's going to be games like this, right? I cover the Eagles, who have the best record in the NFL. They barely beat the Indianapolis Colts, who have proven to be one of the worst teams in the league. Now, I think the Colts are better than the Texans. But regardless, what I'm saying is there are going to be games and there are going to be weeks where you have to win ugly. And if you're the Cowboys, you can certainly look at this performance as a concerning one. But a positive is they ended it on an 11-play, 98-yard drive, Dak Prescott, who has a question questionable history come crunch time. He certainly has not been great in some playoff games, some big games. For as good as he is, he does have a a big game kind of issue. For him to step up, have that 11-play, 98-yard drive when they needed it, that's impressive. And I think that, you know, in some ways you leave that game if you're the Cowboys and go, this is a game we would have lost in other years. This is a game that on Monday morning we're waking up uh, 9-4 instead of 10-3. So I, I think that it was a a good win for for Dallas. It was not an impressive showing, but the reality of the situation is this. While Dallas has been very up and down this year, I think the difference between them and other teams is consistency. I think their ceiling is very high, the difference is their floor appears to be lower than other teams in the NFC. The reality is they're keeping themselves in it, and they have a golden opportunity on Christmas Eve when Philadelphia goes to Dallas to play. And, you know, I don't think it's it could potentially decide the number one seed in the NFC if the Eagles win it. If the Eagles beat Chicago and then go to Dallas and win. But if the Cowboys can beat Jacksonville next week, move to eleven and three, and then beat the Eagles to move to eleven uh eleven. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they can go to eleven and three to go to twelve and three, and the Eagles would then be, you know, potentially tied with them or one game behind or just one game ahead. Yeah, at that point then. You know, you look at it and you go, Dallas has a real chance to be the number one seed in the NFC. So not an impressive win, but an important win. And I think it showed kind of the best of both sides of this team. The, the defense didn't play great overall, made a stop when they needed it, and then the offense got a stop when they needed it. So Dallas, for all their flaws, and I think the coaching staff is really the main one, uh, for all their flaws, they're hanging around. So I would put them right now as the number five team uh, in the NFL. Outside of that, you know, if you go, go to number four, I think the the difference between the number five team and the number four team to me is in a big way coaching, right? Because if you look at the 49ers roster and they have talent. So I have the Niners as a number four team in the in the NFC. If you they have talent. They have Debo, although clearly his injury is something to be concerned about. They have Kittle, they have Brandon Ayuk, they have talent on defense. But what you saw on Sunday was the difference between Dallas and and the 49ers. And I know that Dallas won earlier in the year with Cooper Rush, but Brock Purdy was better, I think, than Cooper Rush has probably ever been in, in, in a Dallas uniform. Brock Purdy finishes 16-21, 185 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. They straight-up route the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35-7. to seven. Now, the Buccaneers' offense is obviously terrible, and we saw that. But the 49ers' defense remains potentially the best unit in the NFL. I think the Eagles' offense can certainly put up an argument for that. You look at how many points they're scoring, the way they can score. They're, they're, they're an unreal offense. But the 49ers defense is unreal as well. I mean, they can absolutely shut down any offense and keep their teams in games. But on the offensive side of the ball for the 49ers, to put up 35 points against a pretty good Tampa defense with your third-string quarterback, that's elite coaching. Just flat-out elite coaching. Kyle Shanahan has done a tremendous job there. You look at the wins he's had despite some of the quarterback play. Jimmy G, I think, is underrated, but he's won big games with Jimmy G. And now with Brock Purdy he goes in and beats uh, you know, a Tampa Bay team that is probably not as good as everyone thought, obviously. I thought they might be able to turn around a little bit. They're playing poorly right now, but the difference between the 49ers and the Buccaneers uh, was huge on Sunday. And I think the difference between the 49ers and the Cowboys is coaching because on offense, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys obviously have a better quarterback. They probably have a better number one receiver. I would probably take CD over, over Debo. And the Cowboys defense is really good, but the Niners defense is obviously really good as well. The difference is coaching like if these two teams played I have no confidence that Mike McCarthy would out Kyle Shanahan flat out and then you add D'Amico Ryan to that and what he's done with the defense obviously Dan Quinn is a great defensive coordinator for Dallas but I think the different the difference is coaching and when you have a quarterback like Dak versus a quarterback like Brock Purdy it shouldn't be close. The Cowboys should be better than the Niners. And the Cowboys should be viewed as a team that can beat that uh should be favorite against the Niners. But I think if these two teams played, I'm not sure who the favorite would be. If it was in Dallas, maybe Dallas is a slight favorite. But I think if it's in San Francisco, the 49ers w- would for sure be favorites, and I think the coaching is the main reason why. The number 3 team to me, now we're moving to the AFC, the number 3 team to me is the Kansas City Chiefs. I debated putting them number 2, but this late into the season, I think there's still two really big flaws with this team that could end up costing them come playoff time. So they play the Denver Broncos on Sunday. They beat the Broncos 34-28. to 28. Mahomes obviously does Mahomes things, that, that no-look pass for the touchdown. I mean, I think sometimes Mahomes' throws get a little overrated. He makes some crazy throws, but I do think sometimes people go a little wild for throws that other quarterbacks make. That throw was insane. I don't think I've ever seen a throw like that in the NFL. certainly can't remember it. Uh, And, I, you know, it was just one of the best throws I've ever seen. So.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call
1: 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City basically just has Mahomes. And then Andy Reid clearly is an advantage as well. Travis Kelsey, we all know what he can do. But that defense is a major problem. Like You look at the Broncos' offense, the Broncos' offense has been horrendous this year. They were dead last in the NFL in points per game coming into the weekend. They won't be there anymore, I would guess, because they put up 28 points on the Chiefs. Now, I know the game was not as close as things seemed. The Broncos did make a late comeback, and I know a bit of that is prevent defense and all those things, but the Broncos have been behind in games before. And they have not put up 28 points. So to give up 28 points to the Broncos, as good as Mahomes is, as good as that offense is, that defense is a major concern going into the playoffs, especially with some of the offenses they could go up against. You look at the Bills and the AFC, and then if they were to make the Super Bowl, you're looking at prob, you know, probably the Eagles or that Cowboys offense or a 49ers offense that has a ton of talent as well. And then also in the AFC, you have the Dolphins, who just missed on, on being on my top five after their loss on Sunday night. But they're, they're certainly a high-powered offense as well with a ton of talent. So the Chiefs defense is a major concern. The other concern that doesn't get talked about enough is Mahomes and his his uh, how reckless he is with the football? You look at what he did yesterday. Obviously, great game, but he had three interceptions. So he, you know another game where he has tr- turnover problems. And when you have a defense that struggles with a quarterback that turns the ball over, that's a recipe for an upset. You're, he's going to put his defense in bad spots. They're not going to be able to come up with big stops. And the Chiefs are probably going to have to score 35 plus points to win the majority of their playoff games. Now they have Mahomes and Reed, so maybe they can do it. But I think the reason they come in three is while their offense is good, they don't they're not as well rounded as the two teams I have ahead of them. And especially with the Eagles, the quarterback is far more reckless with the ball. So the Chiefs, you know, are obviously a Super Bowl contender, obviously a good chance they win the AFC, but they're not the number one seed in the AFC right now. They lost to the number one seed in the AFC and the defense and the turnovers are a major problem. Number two for me is the Buffalo Bills, uh, currently the number one seed in the AFC. They had a, I don't want to say impressive win over the Jets because you win 20 to 12, low scoring for most of that game. They were up 20 to 9 with just over 12 minutes to play. So they did have the game somewhat in control. The Jets defense is really good. Uh, They're the reason that this team has been in it. And the Jets, I'll give them credit, they do keep Games close. I mean, they almost beat the, the Vikings the week before, so they are certainly a team that does not get blown out often. But I think the difference, the difference between the Bills and the Chiefs is the Bills' defense. the 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 Chiefs probably, you know, maybe lose that game because of their defense. The Bills, at their best, have just as good of an offense as the Chiefs and a way better defense than the Chiefs. Now, I think the coaching matters too. I think Andy Reid is a way better head coach than Sean McDermott. But the Bills' floor, the Bills' ceiling, is so high. And I think because they've struggled at times, they've had like some unimpressive wins, you know, we kind of just I don't want to say write them off, but for all the everything they've been through, they're ten and three in the number one seed in the AFC. As of right now, every team that wants to go to the Super Bowl through the AFC is is going through Buffalo. And that is a major deal because they're really hard to beat in Buffalo. The Chiefs will have to go to Buffalo. Cincinnati have to go to Buffalo. And so while they're flawed and their quarterback, Josh Allen, has some of the same turnover issues that Mahomes has, their, their ceiling is just so high. Their offense can be absolutely elite with Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Their defense can play like the best in the NFL. They can play as good as a 49ers defense. So I think the Bills are number two, number two team in the NFL right now. You could make the argument that if the Bills played the Eagles or or the Chiefs, that maybe those two teams would be favorites. I probably think the Eagles still would be, but I think they would be extremely competitive games. Um, so I would put the Bills number two right now. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, not only do they have the best record in the NFL, they have the best record by two games. I mean, they've only lost one game all year. No team other, no team has even has two losses. Every other team has at least three. They come off another dominating performance against the Giants. They win forty-eight to twenty-two. The game's not even as close as that score indicates. The Eagles did whatever they wanted. Um, the Giants scored late to to get into the twenties. But, you know, the Giants are terrible. That, that offense is just one of the worst in, in the NFL. They have no talent on offense. They even had Saquon, and it looked like they were able to do absolutely nothing. And the Eagles defense is good. That's certainly part of it. But I think what gives the Eagles the number one kind of power ranking spot is that they're consistent. They are very consistent. Of course, there's been ebbs and flows to the season, just like every team. But you look at what they do week in and week out. They go into games they're supposed to win, and they win them. They've slipped up one time all year. Outside of that, they play teams that are less talented. They blow them out. They play the talented teams. They even sometimes blow them out too. But they step up to the level of competition. They don't have, you know, Two really bad games or three really bad games. Like the Bills have had some bad games. The Chiefs have had some bad performances. The Cowboys, bad, you know, the bad performances. All these teams do. The Dolphins. The only team that really doesn't is the Eagles. The Washington one is the closest thing they've had. But when it's one loss, it's hard to, you know, to, to kill them too much for that. The Eagles have an offense that can do it either way. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They can do both in the same game if they need to. They had 253 yards rushing against the Giants and people don't even bat an eye at it. Jalen Hurts and and while I think that it's becoming an interesting discussion, you'd probably still say Mahomes and Josh Allen have more raw talent than Hertz does. But Hertz is unbelievable. The things he can do, the running, the passing, and he's smart with the ball. Like, Mahomes had three interceptions against the Broncos. Hertz has three interceptions all year, right? So you see that Hertz, his ability to take care of the ball is huge for this team. It's massive. So I think at this point, In the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, it's going to be really interesting to see the Eagles against these teams. These teams that are playoff tested. Now, the Eagles will be playoff tested if they, at that point, will have made the Super Bowl, obviously. But the Bills have been through tough playoff games. The Chiefs have been through tough playoff games. The Niners have been through tough playoff games. Like These are teams that the Eagles are competing against that have far more playoff experience. So I'm excited to see them against the Eagles. But right now, it's just foolish to put anybody else besides Eagles at number one. They're the most consistent. They're, they have both sides of the ball playing at a high level. They dominate. They have the MVP. They have probably the coach of the year. They may even have the comeback player of the year in Brandon Graham. It's just been a special season in Philadelphia. And right now, they are the number one team uh, in the NFL. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Helps the show grow. Hit that auto-download. Helps uh, you get the episodes as soon as they come out. So thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.